Hi, I'm Dr. John Young with Alex, the nurse practitioner here at Young Foundational Health Center here in Largo, Florida. And we want to talk today about something very few people know about called fatigue, which is probably our number one complaint with the patients that we see. And what we have really been surprised at is just how many doctors miss on these labs some basic points and we have patients that have struggled with fatigue for years. So Alex and I are gonna look at four areas, Alex does the yeah. first two, I do the last two, yeah. of things to work look at when you're dealing with fatigue and maybe give your doctor some ideas yeah. because you can get better sometimes within hours. Right, and those are really simple things that your regular blood test will tell you. It's just how you read the test, you kind of have to interpret those numbers, you know, those reference numbers. But the first thing for me, uh, I'll, I'll give you two things that I'm looking at when somebody comes to me and says that they're struggling with fatigue. I'm looking at hormones and I'm looking at uh, sex hormones and I'm looking at the thyroid hormones. It's, it's a very simple, it's, it's just a regular test that you go through your uh, regular Quasilab core but you have to look at the ranges. So I'm looking at reference ranges. If you are suboptimal thyroid function, you are going to feel tired because those things, those levels of hormones, they do fluctuate. And, and thyroid hormones can affect your sleep. If you don't sleep well, uh, it can affect your energy levels. Um, so therefore you complain of fatigue and you're like, why now? Um, why am I having fatigue uh, at 50 or uh, 45? So it's likely for me, it, for those patients, especially the females, I'm looking at hormonal changes. When you start having hormonal changes at 40, 45, and your estrogen levels change, your progesterone levels change, the sleep is gonna be different. So you're gonna not sleep through the night. Sometimes you have night sweats or hot flashes, waking up a lot, so therefore you wake up super tired. But also because of the hormonal changes, that can affect your thyroid function. So I'm just, that. those are the simple things that I'm looking at. It, you could look at so many different things, what are you looking at, Dr. Young? Well, can I first ask you a question? Yeah. So, like I had a lady the other day, and her endocrinologist said, your thyroid is fine. Mm. It was a TSH and T4. Yeah. I thought, she, I, I asked her, where's the free T3? But her level was within range. The norm's 2.2 to 4.2, and I think she was 2.5. Yeah. Do you think she was going to be okay? No, she's not going to be okay. And that's that's kind of like a whole thing too. Um, we have seen, and we I have seen over the years, you know, that their reference ranges of a lot of labs have actually changed over time. So I've seen within the past few years, they actually, uh, I think with, uh, Quest Diagnostics or LabCorp, if you look at the reference range for T3 free, which is the active thyroid hormone, it went down to 2.2. Uh, so that's considered normal it used to be a 2.5. So sometimes I get the results are all normal So the reference ranges they're just that there are references and since they do change over time You have to be aware of the patient's symptoms So if you are 
25, but you are within the reference range, that doesn't mean it's good for you, for you as, uh, you know, in the, the, your individual body. So it might be that you need more. And if you look at old reference ranges, you're going to find that those levels were higher. You know, like you have to be optimal within the 2.7 to 4 point something as far as T3 free. But the T3 free is the active hormone. If you're just looking at T4, you're not going to find the the active hormone in the body and you can't tell if that's high that can be you can have a total um act uh, total t4 which is an act inactive thyroid hormone but it doesn't mean that you are you have enough free hormones to give you the metabolism and the activity in the body that you need so we actually looking at function and we're looking at reference ranges so generally just looking at i know i don't want to push on spot but where do you kind of run your your free T3 for most of your patients? I try to run at 3.5, 3.7. I okay. uh, try to run high. Of course, it depends on the patient, but most people do feel better when you run higher. Okay. Are you worried about TSH? No, uh, I'm not worried about TSH. There are many studies. The Most of the studies that were done with the TSH, they were old studies, and they did not test the T3 and T4. I tell my patients we're in 2021. We do have a lot of technology. <laughs> this is no longer 1972. So we can't test uh, uh, more in depth. So most of the meta-analysis, you know, with the, the TSH. So we just try to keep up with the latest literature. So my yeah. part of the fatigue is I've had a lady come in recently who's uh, just fatigued, tired, just, not going anywhere. She'd had it for years. For years. Okay. So I looked at her blood work and her previous doctor said everything is fine. I said, well, I noticed that your MCV, mean corpuscular volume, part of that CBC, mm -hmm. was around 85, 84, which I think is a little low. In the low, it's yeah. Between the 80 and 100. And <clears throat> then she'd also done a ferritin level. Okay. Ferritin. Iron is carried in the blood as ferritin. And it was Normal range, I think, is eight to 200. Hers was four. And she asked the doctor, well, my ferritin is very low. What about that? Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> so I look at this, we look at this a little bit different. And we found that if you don't have enough iron on your red blood cell, yeah. you can't carry enough oxygen. You're hypoxic. So I did a ferritin level. Mm -hmm. And yes, it matched hers. It was very low. So I gave her IV, intravenous ferritin. Mm -hmm. An hour later, she came out and said, I am a completely different woman. Yep. She was extremely mad at her doctor because she went for years feeling like this and it was all it was was a ferritin problem. Yeah. Doctors miss the ferritin. <clears throat> uh, there's some articles out there showing that ferritin level really should be around 80 to 100. To grow hair, you need it around that level. Yeah. But even people that are at 30, 40, and 50, I've given them ferritin, and it's really brought them back to life. Yeah. So don't let the doctor ignore your serum ferritin levels. Yes. The other thing is, yeah. as my wife says, vitamin D, yeah. the South African. <clears throat> vitamin D is unbelievably important yeah. because in that first step in the mitochondria, this will be on the test, you need tons of vitamin D to really get the process going yeah. to make energy energy and so when people tell me well i'm the normal range is 30 to 100 i'm at 31 nah, no, not gonna do it. not gonna do it so 
one of the things I've done with people with lower uh, vitamin D is just, I gave them a shot of vitamin D, 50,000 yeah. units, and they come back a couple of weeks later, John, can I get that shot every week? I felt great. Yeah. Because vitamin D, every single cell in your body has a vitamin D receptor. Yeah, yeah. It's not a vitamin, it's a hormone. And to make energy, you need plenty of vitamin D. We like our levels 70, 80, 90. Yeah. Um, and if you're concerned about that, you can just have your doctor follow a calcium level. Um, but high vitamin D levels have made a huge difference in our fatigue patients. So I think just summing it up. Yep. And it's not a special test or anything. No, it's not. It's all the lab core and all that stuff yeah. the insurance covers. Is vitamin D. Yep. You need it at least over 60. Ferritin, probably you want those levels over 40. At least, yep. But that can make it that can make a difference within hours. Yep. The hormones. The hormones. And the thyroid. Right. And I like your point. You don't have to be afraid of doing these things. You have the tools. You can just test. You can just test. I tell my patients all the time, you don't have to be afraid of doing um, high doses of vitamin D as long as we are testing. And this is your regular blood test. Nothing special about that. It's it's under a control environment. We have people flying from all over the world to see us. And they always usually come up with a diagnosis of fatigue and part of their problems. <clears throat> and it just drives us crazy yeah. because these are basic studies that you can any doctor can do and you don't have to go around for years and years and years thinking I'm depressed yeah you're probably not depressed right. so look at those four basics you may be very pleasantly surprised and you'll trade your car and just start running everywhere <laughs> thanks thanks <laughs>